Sorry. What did you guys do for Labor Day? Yeah, Greg right. and I didn't, like, we drank an extra cup of coffee in oh, bed. Oh, okay. And Ooh, yeah. I, yeah. Coffee. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> worry. Coffee in bed I heard we in drank, the mornings. I heard we drank and, and, and I then you saw, just went somewhere yeah. else. And then um, we went to a greenway and exercised for a while and then went home and had scrambled eggs. And Cool. Did Gosh. you run the canes? I did. I did the candy cane intervals. That's right. Whoa. Yeah. They look like the candy canes that you can run in between. He said, well, if you oh. start at one and then you run to it and then you walk to the other one, he said, they're not exactly equally spaced, but close enough. Well, it's nice to go with no tech because part of what I've been doing is like the other day I was out and walking and I thought, okay, let me just, cause I felt really, I was real amped up inside and I had a million things I was thinking about. And I had like a million things that I had not done that I, Thought I needed to get done. All the things we, we work with. And um, I thought, no, I am not doing that right now. So I just started paying attention to, okay, what are what are the sounds in nature I'm hearing? And mm, just cool. by, cool. like, really focusing in and being present, I heard not just birds chirping, but four different types yeah. of chirping. And I heard crickets. And yesterday morning I was doing the same thing. And I, I thought, you know, crickets are like the the white noise of nature. Mm. They're just kind of like always real. there, Beautiful. you know? <laughs> and so then I could hear the, the babbling brook and you're so much awesome. like further on your sanctification journey than I am. Like when I'm running, I'm just like, God, why are we doing this? Why did you invent running? Oh, no, I, 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 no, no. Why did you invent running? <laughs> no, I do that too. Baby legs. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe no. I should specify. I most often do that on the walking part. Uh, of the yeah. you know? But no, the other thing oh, too awesome. is when I'm running, I think, I am going to scare somebody because I breathe so hard because I can't <laughs> breathe. Like, I'm sure I breathe all wrong. And I hear my feet like on the pavement really loud. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm an, like a, like you have an ugly cry. I'm, I'm sure I'm an ugly run. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I am too. But I don't only, have to watch myself. So I mean, unless someone's chasing me, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. probably won't be running. So Sunday, uh, I said, Kids, let's go raft Nantahala. Ooh, that's fun. Mm. Oh, where is that? That's in North Carolina, okay. Bryson City. How okay. fun. And, and it was like, let's leave in like five minutes. And they're like, what? Are, are you kidding me? What? And Callum already had like plans to go to his girlfriend's soccer game. And so like, I am not going. I am not going. You know, <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, whoa, it's just an idea. But, uh, but if you don't want to go, that's fine. Totally cool. Mom? She probably doesn't want to go either. She's, you know, she wants to rest. Well, that's fine. Bennett's like, I'm going to go pack. And, <laughs> and Asher's like, I, you know, I don't maybe, <laughs> I don't know, kind of on the fence. And then about 15 minutes later, uh, I get a text. She's like, why don't we go somewhere close? Like, let's just go canoeing or, or, or something somewhere close. So we ended up going to the, the Flint River. And we all went as a family. And, and three of us got on a on a kayak and then two of us in a canoe it was so much okay. fun that's oh, cool. fun it was a beautiful day <clears throat> oh my gosh it was perfect too. it was perfect and of course you know bennett's never been on a kayak she she chose to get on a kayak and she went like nothing and uh i was like bennett you look like you've been doing this for a long time you're really good how did you have you ever done this before she goes yeah digitally <laughs> I love Bennett's spirit so much. I watched the video about it one time. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I played it on the played it on the Wii.
Welcome to the Full Life Conversations podcast, where we talk about real life with each other, full life with God, and kingdom life on earth. We usually follow our current teaching series as part of our mobile worship service, which you can find at weareasbury.com and click the mobile worship button. And today we're starting a new teaching series called Gratitude to Generosity. And to give you a brief overview, we're looking into the reality that we often live with a scarcity mindset. We don't have enough time, energy, money, friends, support, etc. When we're focused on our own sense of lack, we feel like we lack anything to give. But as part of this series, we're asking the question, what could happen if we awakened to the reality that we have all we need and more in Christ? So as we recognize his provision, blessing, and abundance, it changes our hearts, our mindset, and ability to give. So we're talking to Carl Schoenholz today, who co-wrote this series with lead pastor Tommy Gray. Carl is our pastor of discipleship and family ministries here at Asbury. So you can imagine his plate is quite full, working with our kids' ministries, students, life groups, missions, to name just a few. Not to mention his amazing family, which we'll get into today. So we're glad to have Carl with us. Here's that conversation. So today we're talking to Carl Schoenholz. Yeah. Glad you're here, Carl. I'm glad to be here. Oh, it's adorable. Thank you, guys. We have not snapped for any other <laughs> no, guests. No, no. Wow. We're the only Randy one we very spontaneous. <laughs> it was... Did you just say it's very spontaneous? No, I said spontaneous. Oh, spontaneous. Okay. But if I would have said spontaneous, I would have laughed. <laughs> would have been kind of like a joke. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> Carl, you recently really fully stepped into your new role. Yeah. Which is pastor of discipleship mm-hmm. and family. Yeah, family ministry. Yeah. Look at you. Family ministries. Yeah, there are a lot so of titles to keep up with, but you're killing this. Um, well, I, you know, I, I Googled it. I would, uh, um, so, uh, anyway, but, uh, man, uh, so great to have you with us today. And we're talking a little bit about this series that we've been looking forward to, uh, for several months now. Yeah, we have. And, uh, it's one that you wrote along with Tommy. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just kind of give you an opportunity to share your heart behind the series and kind of give us an overview, if you will. Yeah. But too, just to, just to talk a little bit about it, but more than that, you know, we haven't had you on here. This is the first time you've been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We like to talk about what's real mm-hmm. these days. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so what's going on in Carl's life these days? In Carl's life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. It's chaos, man. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. We just had a new kid moon to our house. At the end of July, July 31st, uh, David, our foster kid, moved in, and he was three. He turned four a couple weeks later, okay. um, and he's adorable. Like He's so fun and joyful. He's just silly. Like, at the, at the dinner table, he'll sit there, and like if it's like boring for a moment, he'll just be like, happy tooted. <laughs> and she didn't too, but like, he's just like trying to stir up something, like make people laugh or, or whatnot. And so like, so great. he's just so goofy and fun. Um, but in the midst of like all the joy that he is, man, parenting a toddler, I don't even know, this is how good of a parent I am. I don't even know if four is a toddler, uh, but parenting that age, 
is just hard, man. Like it is constant. You can't like leave him alone for a minute without mm-hmm. wondering what he's getting into. And he has like some severe allergies. And so like my worst nightmare is like falling asleep and like waking up and seeing like him bathed in peanut butter. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Like, oh my goodness. How terrifying. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. But, for sure. Yeah. So he's, he's a lot of fun. That's been really good. It's been, um, a big learning uh, curve for me in, in that realm, but it, it's been really sanctifying too. Um, mm. Parenthood refines you like very, very few things do in life. I, I remember walking into marriage and being like, oh, is my life, you know, really starts to collide with another person's life and my interests and my desires collide with someone else. I was like, I really got to figure out what sacrifice looks like and uh, and stuff like that. And then parenthood, it's no longer like, oh, I can like choose to sacrifice with this other self-sufficient individual. Like, you know, if I don't like want to have that for dinner, like she can cook her own dinner. <laughs> if I don't feed this kid, he's not whipping up food for himself. Like it's no longer optional. Here's uh, an egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He happens to be allergic to eggs. So that would be even oh, worse. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Bad. So, yeah. But so, <laughs> it's been, it's been really good and really hard, but because it's hard, it's been good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well said. So you and Rachel uh, adopted Abby and Amaria. Mm-hmm. How long ago? Four, a little over four years ago. That's awesome. Wow, man. And David is their biological half brother. Uh, they don't like it when I say half brother because to them that's not a clarifying adjective. That's a he's not our full brother, oh. and that's not what it is. And so yeah. he is, man. He is family. He is mm. there and good. Mm. But uh, wow. It's been good for them to have a little brother around too. So, all bet, all bet, so awesome. Yeah, especially for Amaria. She's like, oh, I'm not the youngest anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah, that's a little bit sad for her. She's like, where's all uh, my attention going? Where's yeah. <laughs> I'm no longer the cutest, loudest <laughs> yeah. thing in the room. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's been it's been good for her because now she gets her attention from entertaining the four year old. She's like, oh, this kid thinks I'm really cool. <laughs> I like this. That's so, cool. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. I'm so happy for you guys. And, yes. Thanks. And uh, what an incredible example you are for, for so many of us and, and uh, who, you know, have stepped into uh, the adoption world mm-hmm. or are thinking and praying about the adoption world. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that I know is a huge part of the ministry here at, mm-hmm. of, at Asbury. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we really take time, you know, every year, especially on Orphan Sunday, to mm-hmm. talk about yeah. talk about those things, and that's coming up soon. So, uh, but just thank you, and thank you for your ministry and how you lead. Yeah, um, it's 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 really an honor and a blessing to work with you. So let's um, let's move into uh, kind of what your heart or your ideas or your perspective is of awakening. We like to talk about awakening a lot too, because it's kind of the less tangible aspect of our vision statement that we... Yeah. For me, I think of awakening almost as just like being hit with the blunt reality of who God is and what he's doing. Hmm. Guys feel like there's so many distractions in this world. There's so much of that we're doing and so many things are grabbing our attention and we slowly, you know, get our head, our, our minds and our uh, just the kind of lives I feel like turned away from the Lord. We, we slowly get wrapped up in all these things that are screaming for our attention. And I think awakening looks like when, when all of a sudden we like look back and we're like, 
oh my goodness, God is here and he's mm-hmm. doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, he's inviting me to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of being confronted with the, the harsh reality of like, not the harsh as in like bad, but as in like abrupt in front of your face, God is here mm-hmm. and he's on the move and he wants me to be a part of it. Um, I, don't know, I think that's what awakening yeah. means to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it, while we were praying, the 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 song "Come Thou Fount" came to mind, mm-hmm. and just the lyrics "Prone to Wander," Lord, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Preach, uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and and when you said that about just all the different distractions that we have, just how prone we are to mm-hmm. to wander, how how prone we are to 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 leave the God we love, mm-hmm. um, and so I just I don't know, I couldn't help but in that moment go, God, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. how prone I am you know, to, to, to being so distracted, you yeah. know, just wake me up, wake me up. So I really like Carl. Oh, hey, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you were there. Oh, hey, okay. Well, you scared me, man. <laughs> I just really like something he said. So yeah. I really like that you said like part of awakening is like that God's invited you mm-hmm. like to be part of what he's doing. Yeah. I just, I feel like that really increases like the urgency and the, personal nature of awakening it's like wow mm-hmm. he is doing something and he's asking me to be part of it that's big yeah it's really interesting to, to realize that like god's inviting us into something because he's prepared good works for us to do in advance that's so good i think, think in ephesians like okay he's prepared things for me to be a part of and so sometimes i, I think we're like you know god doesn't need me and he can do all this thing. and that's true he doesn't need any of us but he's chosen to incorporate us yeah like he's built some of these things around us and our involvement and said, all right, we're going to do this together. And That's so great, to realize like there are things, there's a place for me. There are things set aside for me to like do this with him. Like I would be missing out if I didn't step into this. And I wonder if others might be missing out if I don't step into That's this. Good. Yeah. Well, and if, if multiple ones of us take that posture, mm-hmm. then the body of Christ loses that's right. They, they, mm-hmm. It loses its impact. The kingdom can't move forward in the same way if we aren't all kind of approaching it that way. Yeah. I, that. I think it ties into a little bit more of what we're talking about today. Gratitude to generosity mm-hmm. series, which started today. Uh, any new listeners, welcome. Uh, I know we've got a lot of, of our group leaders that are tuning in now and mm-hmm. some of the who have who have been since day one. But uh, but welcome any new listeners, um, and we're just really glad to have you. Uh, something you said about if we're not all a part of this, mm-hmm. do you think that speaks to? And this is something that we talked about several weeks ago when we uh, talked about money. Um, Till debt do we part? Mm-hmm. As part of our uh, stages of life series, um, we we talked a lot about scarcity versus abundance, mm-hmm. and we, we kicked off today with abundance. And gratitude. Mm-hmm. So, so there's some tie-in there, but I think, mm-hmm. do you think um, when we're not all in, when we're not all, all in, mm-hmm. that speaks to the scarcity mindset in any way? That's a great question. We're not all, all in. Does it speak to the scarcity mindset? Yeah, I think, I think it does. Um to some extent when some people aren't all in and they're for themselves and we see people pursuing their own interests and we're like, but I'm, 
I'm giving my heart and my attention and affection to this, but I see them. I, I feel like it can, it can give you a little bit of FOMO of, hey, I, I could have that too if I wasn't choosing to give my life to this. And the, the sinful, fleshly nature part of ourselves is like, maybe I should save up money and get a kayak or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but like, um, I think that's definitely part of it for sure. I think what's interesting when you're talking about all, all in, what that's yeah. kind of, when that's kind of led me to think through is, uh, kind of thinking of the collective versus the individual. Mm-hmm. Disclaimer: When I'm about to say, I have no validation that it's true or not. I remember talking to someone one time. They said Christianity is unique in the sense that it's one of the few religions. Again, disclaimer: I don't know if this is true because I haven't studied all religions. But Christianity is unique in the sense that it's one of the few religions that emphasizes the corporate just as much as the individual. And my surface filter says, I can see that. Uh, mm-hmm. In America, we it's all about the individual. It's what's, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What is your heart's desires? What is uh, your dream? And so to pursue the collective is hard because you do that at the expense of the individual sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and that's true in a church. For us to pursue anything collectively whether it's a series or initiative or a mission means we, we have to give up something and we don't do collective well in America at at the expense of Mm self-sacrifice. And so it's, it's even, it's prevalent in the church. It's prevalent in me. Uh, anytime someone's like, Hey, do you want to do this for the the good of the whole at the expense of yourself? I'm like, ah, do I, do I really, you know, they're not. Uh, Yeah. And so I think, I think that's important when you're talking about like, when I'm already evaluating that and I see other people mm-hmm. not willing to buy in as well, it almost feels like it gives me permission to not buy sure in. Sure it does. Mm. And so... Yeah. It's very interesting, uh, just as you guys, as you're talking, Carl, I very seldom tend to think of like my own surrender or obedience to Jesus as having an impact on the whole mm. and the collective. Yeah. I really like how like this conversation is sort of framing that. When you ask that question, Nathan, are we all all in? Mm-hmm. Like that's just a very unique way in this season talking about gratitude to call our congregation, I think, to more is, hey, you're not just in spiritually mm-hmm. your own compartment, mm-hmm. your own life. Your gift, your surrender to God actually impacts all of us. Oh, and yeah. that's really beautiful. And that's really challenging. Um and I also think you're very right, Carl, that America doesn't do collective well, mm-hmm. which I think, honestly, in, in some ways is a challenge and in some ways is really beautiful for us mm-hmm. that like as our church is beginning to like hone in as a community on certain values, it mm-hmm. makes me go, well, I'm not a part of communities outside of this. Yeah that do this mm-hmm. because the world doesn't do that. No. So I think you're right that it's very unique Christianity and living it out in a church, the corporate communal nature we're all trying to learn. It's, it's rare in mm-hmm. our society. Very rare. Oh yeah. And you're talking about the impact of like one person on the collective, uh, watched a documentary on Netflix a few weeks ago. It was on the redeem team. The Olympics team, Kobe Bryant was on. Oh, it yeah. was, one, you know, one Olympics, the U.S. failed to get gold medal, which is like a, a shock to the world because we have the NBA and we're like the premium basketball. Yeah. And, uh, so we failed that. And the Redeem team is Kobe Bryant and, and people coming back. And one of the things they talked about was the struggle and the attitude of the team of it was kind of an entitlement. Like, we're America. We win this thing. And that had been their downfall. And one of the things they pointed to Kobe as a leader was Kobe was the guy getting up at 4 a.m., getting a practice at 4 a.m., 
uh, as other guys were coming back from their night out and they would see Kobe sweating from practice or whatever. And they said, because he was all in, because he was bought in, other people started to question themselves. I'm like, am I really here for the right? Am I bought in? And slowly the team evolved to adopt his schedule and like, Oh, this is what it looks like to be all in. So like that's cool. Oh, that is cool. His dedication painted a picture of what all in really looks like because before no one else knew. They were just doing basketball the way they thought basketball was meant to be done. They're like, this is what it looks like. Now I now I know what it means to be all in. That's wow. really powerful. Yeah. That's really good. Cause I think sometimes, you know, I think we're we're so easy to go, oh well, Kobe, Kobe's Kobe's got this then. Mm-hmm. And that you know we tend to mail it in, let Kobe do the job mm-hmm. because he's obviously all in. Let, let's let him just do it. Yeah, he's, he's doing great. great. Yeah, <clears throat> he's doing great. Hey, praying for you, man. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> you know that'll uh, preach. Um, now that that's was that Coach K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I watched something else of with Coach K talking about that and talking about that same. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're talking about gratitude. The the series is gratitude to generosity. The ultimate goal is generosity. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about generosity, we're not we're not just talking finances. No, not at all. Yeah, you know what I mean. When we talk about the word generosity, it ultimately is a reflection of God's gifts. Mm-hmm. God the giver. Yes, but just His giving spirit, His giving nature. Mm-hmm. Right period. I think so many times we don't step into that where we don't recognize that or we don't, we're not able to see that and step into that and reflect that same giving spirit mm-hmm. because of our scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough. I don't have what I, you know, what I really need to do that. Or I don't know enough people or it's, there's always mm-hmm. some kind of, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're so quick to look at our shortfall, our shortcomings. Mm-hmm as opposed to looking at the giver of all good things and keeping our eyes on him and, and, and seeing the abundant life, you know, and living into the abundant life that he gave us Mm -hmm. to live. But when I think about the word gratitude, immediately I think of, you know, to, to be grateful for something that takes a posture of humility. Mm -hmm. So can you speak to, since this is a a progression, gratitude to generosity, Mm -hmm. I think that first step is recognizing and true humility is knowing who you are and whose you are, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. Um, but speak to, speak to the gratitude side of this. Yeah. You said, you know, some of this starts from scarcity or we're, we're talking about this because uh, we can easily live in the scarcity mindset of, I don't have much or I have nothing to offer, whether it's time or energy um, or uh, you know, margin in my life. I, I don't have, and so I think we, that's often one of our, our blockers to, to generosity is if we don't feel like we have much, then we don't have much to give. And that can be time. That can be resources. That can be prayers. That can be words. Sometimes we just be generous with our words and that makes a real impact. And so I think the, the first step is talking about what you're talking about is how do we become aware of all that we have? Because if we were aware of everything that was given to us, I don't think we would feel uh, like things are scarce. I think of Mm -hmm. 
Ephesians 1 talks about we have every it's spiritual blessing in Christ. Just thinking about that. Yeah. It's just thinking about that. It's like if mm. I'm holding every spiritual blessing in Christ. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I understand the value of that. Am I really worried about not having a thousand dollars? Yeah. Compared to what I'm holding, like mm-hmm. if I still feel in need in that, like when I when I understand the value of my salvation, am I worried about the fact that I don't have time to do this thing or that thing? You know, like and so it's like how do we become not like aware of what we have, but how do we really come to terms with the value of what Christ has given us? That's so good. Yeah, and That's just so good. Enjoy that. Like a at a heart level, like a deep soul level, how do we we resonate with, wow, God gave me this. Mm-hmm. Now I'm yeah. grateful. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I was literally thinking of that passage as you were saying that, mm. like Ephesians 1, and even just, you know, in the writings of Paul, when he talks about Christ being in the heavenly realms, and then he mm-hmm. speaks of us being seated with him in the heavenly realms, like just that same thing of like, yeah. wait a minute, like this is a very much a picture of, being given a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know for me, as you're talking, one of the things I was thinking of is like some of this series is highlighting the fact that the way we think doesn't necessarily match the Bible. Yes. And that we're being called to what I would say is renew our mind mm-hmm. and operate out of a different place because we're trying to buy into the biblical narrative over what we feel. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. Yeah. The narrative of our culture says you deserve, you're entitled to, you've earned. And when I when I look at what I've done in context of the Bible, I'm like, I've wronged God, I've abandoned God, I've fallen yeah. short of His wrong. glory. <laughs> yes, I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I'm entitled to, to anything that I've been given, and therefore I'm grateful. Like, what a mm-hmm. blessing to get all these things I don't deserve. What do we say to that person who hasn't been able to truly grasp, you know, the the gift? that takes us from scarcity mindset to abundance in a practical sense, you know, what does that look like? Part of what this series does is attempts to walk some of us through that process. Um, Cause there's different layers to being a human being. <laughs> there's yeah. like this intellectual la- layer mm-hmm. where like, yeah, hey, I can think through things. I need to understand something. Mm-hmm. And then we've all experienced like there's this heart or emotional level where I might understand something at an intellectual level, but it hasn't reached my heart to where it's turned into conviction, where my heart has experienced the depth of that and owns that. And so it's like, we don't just need to understand it. We need to treasure that truth. We need to yeah. believe that with our the fullness of yeah. who we are. Um, and there's this, even this, the spiritual element of, okay, now that I, you know, I believe it and I feel it, I have this understanding of I can't do this alone. I can't yeah. be transformed alone and I can't live mm-hmm. this out alone. Yeah. yeah. And I need to do this in, in the power of someone who is bigger and stronger and wiser than me. Um, and so I've got I've to walk that through too. And so I think part of this is hey, we have to kind of walk the journey in each of those levels, uh, intellectually, at a heart level, at a spiritual level, and say, God, would you help me understand all that you've given me? Would you help me value heart level? Do you help me really enjoy and value what you've given me? And then would you walk with me as my heart is transformed to gravitate to these things that you've given me and to use them for you in your kingdom? Because I think I think some of the value and the level we have of things isn't just in having them, but in seeing the Lord use them in our mm-hmm. life. We're like, oh, the you know, the gift of courage is valuable because I hear here and here in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what makes me understand it and love it. Yeah, and I think that's that that's that place of true humility. Mm-hmm. Not false humility, 
as if to say, I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. Or what's that, what's that uh, yeah. quote from, from C.S. Lewis? It's not, not thinking of less of yourself. Thinking of yourself less. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And able to see all that you've been given and just, just, just say thank you. Have mm-hmm. that heart of gratitude. But then going from that to generosity, this is a whole process um, that we're talking about. So mm-hmm. a couple of some of the teaching points, you know, mm-hmm. of course, we've talked about overcoming scarcity mindset. Uh, recognizing the abundance of God's blessings in our lives and then living from that truth. Um, And then it's not joy that makes you grateful. It's gratitude that makes you joyful. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, talk about that a little bit. We read the quote one more time. It's not joy that makes you grateful. It's gratitude that makes you joyful. I thought you wrote that. No. uh. I was going to say, bro, profound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Carl, yeah. Yeah. That was either Tommy or Tommy's inspiration. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. But there's a lot of depth there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, joy, I think, I think about it in the terms of enjoy is to experience something and the reaction of experiencing something good allows you to enjoy it. It's like satisfies you. You're like, oh, this is good. I'm enjoying this. This gives me joy. Um, and you get that if you if you're given something you're grateful for it you experience it and it brings about joy joy it won't it won't work the other way you can't just be enjoying uh life and be given something and just be grateful i mean it's it, it starts with gratitude it's, it's directionally um going that way if i can if i can be grateful for what i've been given i'm going to enjoy it and joy will flow out of my life because of it mm. especially if you understand uh, the bigger picture of who's giving it to you and uh, why they're giving it to you and how little you deserve it. And then you're like, this is nice. Thanks, God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Nathan, when you were saying what would, what might we say to someone uh, who is seeking to walk this out when you were talking about a joy in being grateful, I thought, well, there might be somebody who's listening who would think, I'm not sure where to start. And I would say, go to the book of Psalms. Mm. Because we Mm -hmm. see over and over this call in the the Psalms to, you know, great is the Lord. Mm -hmm. He is most worthy to be praised. And so if we're connecting this with the heart of worship and a life that is submitted to his lordship, then us acknowledging where gratitude originates is is going to be helpful. So Mm -hmm. if there's somebody who thinks, well, well, that's great, but like, Practically, how do I get started? Go to the Psalms. Yeah, are there any number really of those, and and pray those as a prayer. Oh. You know, prayers mm-hmm. that have been prayed for years and years and yep. years yeah. and years. Yeah, by those who have gone on before, and there is something powerful um, that that unlocks when we when we do that. So good, yeah. um, really. So that might be a real, just real practical, like simple mm-hmm. next step. Yep. Mm-hmm. Love well, that. Me too. Well, I like too some of the Psalms that talk about. Just being real with God, but then at the same time, it, you know, he he takes that turn and goes. But no matter, you know, none of that really matters because you are ultimately, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, God. You are, yeah. And he start and he and he goes to that praise, yeah, heart of praise and posture of humility and and I know who I am, man. I know who you are, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know who yeah. you've been in my life, you know, so. That's a really great first step, Krissa, just because yeah. the Psalms are so good at 
helping us be grateful and human. Yeah. Yes. Like just a really can't get a better, you know, combination of those things. Realistic, mm-hmm. but it calls me higher. Well, yeah. and I just you know, just to verify, Psalm 145 is one of those. I will exalt my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your work to another. They tell of your mighty acts. I feel, I have felt drawn to Psalm 145 for quite some time now in relation to what the Lord's been doing in encounter nights and the mm-hmm. multi-generational aspect we have, but uh, going on in our in our church and in our midst. But um, there, there are all kinds of, uh, great prayers that we can that we can pray um, that just remind us of the how great God is, mm-hmm. and I believe we will be transformed when we are continuing to acknowledge God. You are great because that is mm-hmm. saying you're great. I'm not right. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not chop liver. Right, it's this not that false humility you're talking about, but yeah. no, God is great, yeah. mm-hmm. and so you're worthy to be praised. So then, my response can only be worship and praise. That's right, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. that just fills our hearts. I don't know how many times I've been talking about being with other people. I've been in a place. It happened. It happened last Friday night. I was with some people, and we had a time of prayer, and in somebody's home, and I, I was just spent from the week. It was a great week, but it was just really full. And sometimes on Friday nights, I. I just get into Friday nights and I'm just a little, I'm kind of spent, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. but just being in community and acknowledging God, you're, this is how great you are. This is, you're so good in all these ways. It really did leave me feeling very encouraged because we all came together yeah, and we said yeah. together, God, you are great. And then it just, it grew my heart of gratitude for not only for God and what he had done in the week. And I was able just to sit and reflect and think, man, God, I saw you show up in this and this and this mm-hmm. and this and this. And I got to acknowledge that um, and testify to that in the context of community. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Yes. So important. Yeah. When you when you talked about Psalm 145, Krista, and I was thinking about Friday night yeah. over there with you, it makes me reflect on different times of powerful worship I've experienced. And if I look back at those moments, I never am thinking poorly of myself mm-hmm. in those moments. I'm not thinking of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that's the beauty of this series is as we're calling people to gratitude, really gratitude leads to a certain form of freedom mm-hmm. in your thoughts, in your yeah. heart of freedom from self. Yeah. And freedom from having to, you know, the tyranny of getting your own way or whatever yeah. that quote is. It's like that's a, a real gift we step into with the gift of you know, gratitude, which the Psalms lead us so well in. Yeah. I, I love the, the picture here of, I mean, so much of, of worship and community all mixing with gratitude because essentially what worship is, is gratitude. Yeah. It's, wow, God, how great you are. Mm-hmm. Because I've experienced, I'm thankful that I know you. I'm thankful that you're doing these things. Like yeah. that's worship. Yeah. It's just, it's a different word as a synonym for worship is mm-hmm. I'm just grateful for who you are and what you're doing in my life. And the beauty of doing it in community is we start to see how big God is mm-hmm. and we can be thankful for things outside our own life. Yeah. And even hearing what God is doing in your life or in your life sometimes makes me aware of what he's doing in my life that I had no idea that he was doing. Like, yep, that's yeah. a great point. That's true. Yep. Great point. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I'll hear some people say like, you know, I'm so grateful for my family. I'm like, oh, taking that for granted. I should, the fact that God's given me these people, to, like, mm-hmm. man, I'm so thankful for them. I'm so grateful yeah. that he might do this. So true. So true. Which is a gift we don't get if we're only grateful alone. Yes. Yeah. And a gift we don't give 
if we're grateful alone. Exactly. Wow. And how that speaks to the community aspect of who we are here and how important it is to step into um, experiencing gratitude as a community mm-hmm. um, and, and experiencing and recognizing the abundance that we truly have. Um, and I think we really are uh, tuned into that when we do step into the world that is around us, mm-hmm. you know, and it's no, it's, it's not just my world, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm, that I'm my kingdom that I'm trying to build. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so easy to get into scarcity when we're thinking about my kingdom, my kingdom, my kingdom. Yeah. Um, and this need to build it mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to, Hey, here's the kingdom. Let's step into it. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's step into, uh, that kingdom mindset while we're here on earth and, and live this abundant life out together as a community. I love that. Cause if, if we're being honest here about the series and what's happening or whatever, the backbone of the series is really about the community or the collective, the people of God collectively here. When there's Garrett and I had a meeting in my office and there was like a whiteboard and draw, you would have loved it. There was, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I do know. love a whiteboard. Uh, <laughs> and we were talking about, I was like, Hey, here I'm, I'm thinking through the series and there are options. I've talked to lots of people here. I was like, what do you think we should do? And Garrett's like, I don't, care what we do we just need to do something together he's just like the community's got to be bought it doesn't matter what we do anything we do is going to be good if it's in scripture it's going to be good but we have to do something collectively as a church we do and so uh in that conversation in this conversation that's kind of been the backbone backbone of the series has been i'm not so much the designer of the series as much as i am just the facilitator and that's not like false humility that's just like honesty of you know, even the the topic or where we landed or stuff like that, that's come from having meetings with group leaders and saying, hey, we want to address the heart of the church. Where are we, where's the heart of the church? Where are we lacking? And where do we need God to grow us? And then going to ministry leaders and saying, what are you seeing in your ministries? Where are we lacking and where are we struggling? And where does God need to grow us here? And then saying, all right, I've heard from all these people. Let's look at my, my, my notes and let's pray through it and say, hey, I think here are some options. What do you guys think about these options? And that's landing somewhere and then going to Tommy and saying, here's what I think we have. Would would you pray and develop a series around this? And so even just the the skeleton of this thing and then the way that the series has played out has all been about the community coming together, identifying uh, where we're struggling and saying, God, we need you in this place. We have a lack of gratitude and a lack of generosity. We are struggling post-COVID. We feel like we're spent. We don't mm. feel like we have much to be grateful for. Yeah. And then we mm. also don't feel like we have much to, to give out of this. And so, mm. God, would you do something in our church, in our midst, and we're willing to buy in. And hopefully those of us who aren't, you, you'd pull us along. We, we need you to do that too. Mm-hmm. I remember when uh, we first talked about this series in a combined worship design meeting, and I was just... I. I just had such a sense of anticipation and excitement just thinking about it, just mm-hmm. knowing your heart behind it mm-hmm. and so many people and it just really being a way to bring alignment into our church body. And mm-hmm. just can you imagine um, what God can do? And I remember thinking that that day mm-hmm. as, as you were talking about it. And now just us talking about it again as we kick off this series, I have a growing 
excitement and sense of anticipation for what this can mean mm-hmm. for a church family, what it will mean yeah. for a church family. And so that all, all in, I think I come back to that. Yeah. We're all, all in. Mm-hmm. We can collectively taste and see that the Ooh, Lord is good. Yeah. Come on. Right? Yeah. Let's come do it. So, yeah. And individually we'll experience Beast. that, but we can all taste and see that the Lord is good together. Yeah. And I just can't wait. I know there are going to be so many stories of God meeting people and yeah. people feeling connected in community. I just, I'm so, I'm so grateful. So yeah. for, for all of, all of you who are listening, join us in prayer mm-hmm. for yes. what God will certainly do with this series. And then we'll all get to give thanks to him for it. Yes. Because all the glory and thanks is his anyway. Amen. I love the image of the feast there. Cause I think it, it shows us one of the opportunities and one of the obstacles that has to deal with a community buying into something. Mm. Yeah. So often when there's an opportunity for the community to buy into something, we like to passively participate. Oh, I'm at the table. Therefore I'm in. Mm. But if we're going to be all in, there's action required. Passive participation is not being all in. You have to reach out and grab the food. The t- you have to taste yeah. it yourself. There's yeah, action required good. on your part to be yeah. all in. Um, can't be all in and mail it in. No, you can't. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Expect someone else to do, you know, to do it. Mm-hmm. And and even expect, expect someone else to experience it. And then uh, somehow by uh, by spiritual osmosis, we experience it too. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work. You know, that's just not how <laughs> it just it doesn't works. work that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just you know, for the for the for the new listeners, those those who 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 have been listening, if you're not in a life group, mm-hmm. like this is the this is the time, hundred percent. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. to to dive in, to jump in, and experience this abundance together, mm-hmm. to taste and see as a community that God is good. So. Carl, I just really appreciate you and your yes. heart. Yeah, I love your family, and oh, and I appreciate how you how you lead here. You're always such a an encouraging communicator to us. Yes. Um, I love our all staff meetings, and when you get up and and you you're really impactful as far as our culture is concerned mm-hmm. too. You've made a huge impact there. Just I really appreciate your your heart to lead in that and to make this a better place. Uh, just for us as staff, mm-hmm. you know, to 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 work. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you, and thanks for for your time today. Yeah. Really appreciate Glad you're you. With us, Carl. Thank you, yeah. guys. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely the right one to lead us in this season. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. We're excited. Thanks for joining us for today's conversation. Our thanks to Carl again for sharing his time and heart with us today. Please send any thoughts or questions for us to podcast at weareasbury.com. If this or any episode has impacted your life, please give us a rating, share it on social media, or just text it to a friend. Thanks again for joining us as we live real life with each other, full life with God, and kingdom life on earth. See you next time.